The Education Channel supports individual educational goals and encourages creativity for all. Visit uctv.tv slash education. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Stephen Mercer, and I'm a private college counselor helping students and families think about applying to great colleges for them. And I'm also an, in, an instructor in the online college counseling certificate program at the University of California, San Diego Extension. And today I want to talk to you about four important questions to ask when you're thinking about where to apply to college. Now, there's lots of questions that you might want to ask, but I consider these to be the four most fundamental. And in many ways, they're very simple, uh, but sometimes the answer is more complicated. So the first question to ask is, do you want a big school or a small school? The reason I think this is the first important question is because this can't change once you get to a particular college. If you know that you really wanted a big school experience and you wind up enrolling at a small school, that really can't change once you get there. A small school can't become big and vice versa. A big school can't become small. Now, the question is, is how do you know a school is big or how do you know a college is small? Well, it's really a matter of the student population. Now, how it also feels to the student will differ a little bit. So the exact numbers aren't always the most important thing to ask. But in general, a college or university that has up to about 3,000 students is something that I consider to be a small school. And a college that has around 10,000 or more students is unquestionably, in my opinion, a large school. And of course, there's some middle ground too. There's the medium-sized school, which could be somewhere between 3,000 and 10. Now, a nice compromise sometimes for some students is to say, I want a medium-sized school. But the essential question is, is what is the educational experience that you're looking for in and out of the classroom? Now, answering this question is something that I think takes time. Uh, and I, and I, I encourage students not to rush to a decision just because of preconceptions of what their high school experience has been like, or they imagine what they want from college, or they know someone that went to a small or big school. And I really encourage students to think about this a little bit. One of the things that I'd encourage students to do is avoid the prejudgment that because they go to a small or large high school, they know what a small or large college might be feeling like. I've had many students say, I go to a large high school and I like it, it's exciting, and I couldn't possibly go to a small college because it'd be the opposite, it'd be boring and quiet. And that's an example that I'd encourage a student to think about a little bit more carefully. Because in my opinion, there's not a clear correlation between the size of a high school experience to the size of a college experience. That is, a high school with 2,000 students might feel large to some students, but a, high, a college of 2,000 students isn't a large college. So this is something to think about. There's no right or wrong answers. And one of the best ways to get the answer to this question is to visit the college. Now, during pandemics, it's hard to do these visitings because of travel restrictions and tours on college campuses have been shut down or changed pretty dramatically, limited. Um, and also, when people visit colleges, I find that they might do it when students are not there because they might visit during summer break or during regular breaks during the school year when students and families are available to take off time to see those colleges. And they might find that they visit a college, big or small, when the college is closed and students are gone home for a, a Thanksgiving holiday or a spring break. So be careful about what you see when you are on campus. And if it, if it looks quiet, that does not mean it's a small, quiet, boring school, because that could be quite a large campus. So certainly don't hesitate to ask, what's the student population? And that will give you a really good idea of what it's like. 
The second question to ask is, are you looking for a liberal arts education or do you want a college or university that has a pre-professional emphasis? Now, this question seems uh, to some students I ask, they kind of scratch their head and look at me and they say, I'm not really sure I know what you're talking about. You know, some students will say to me, well, I don't really want to study art, so I probably don't want a liberal arts education. I want the other one. Well, let's talk about what this really means. What this really means is it has a lot to do with the majors that are available on a particular college campus. So most college campuses offer a very wide range of majors in the liberal arts. The liberal arts are a collection of subjects that are the most kind of in some ways ancient and traditional topics. And it's what most people major in when they go, wind up going to college. It's all subjects in sciences, arts, humanities, social sciences, things like biology, chemistry, physics, uh, social sciences like sociology, psychology, history, geography, all the humanities like philosophy and literature of different periods and time and, and cultures, and arts as well, like theater and fine arts and dance, etc. However, some colleges offer more than that. They offer what's called a pre-professional collection of majors. And in some ways, they're very similar to what a liberal arts major looks like. Let me give you an example. Most liberal arts campuses offer a major in economics. And for students that are thinking about going into the world of business and want to understand their career path in that direction and are intrigued by all of those subjects, they might do very well studying economics at a liberal arts college. However, some colleges and universities offer a major in business, and those are very, very similar. In fact, all business majors are going to be required to study some subjects within economics, economic theory and basic economic ideas. The difference is a business major curriculum is more directed to a specific career path. And there, that's similar between lots of pre-professional majors and they're in many ways their liberal art component or partner majors. So for example, physics is a great liberal arts major that many students consider. Engineering is the pre-professional emphasis that might flow out of physics, where physics is a required subject for all engineering majors. Majors within communications and, and journalism might very well rely quite a bit on writing and analysis of texts that you'd study in lots of different liberal arts majors. But again, it's directed towards more specific career paths. The same goes with conservatory style arts, as opposed to some of the other types of arts majors that might be considered a liberal arts major. More conservatory style arts are those that require auditions, they're more intense, and they focus your college education almost exclusively on coursework related to that particular art form, whereas a liberal arts art major would give you wide variety of things to study, room to double major, minor, and just take lots of electives. And another good example is architecture. That's a pre-professional emphasis that is not available at all schools. The reason this is important is that the quality of the collection of majors, the types of majors that the school offers, says a lot about the educational experience that you might be getting. And for, so, for those students that are thinking very seriously about a certain pre-professional direction in their career path, and they've really thought about it a lot in, college, in high school already, may find themselves disappointed if they go to strictly a college that offers only liberal arts majors. Now, that's not to say that those are bad majors. Those are great ways to get a college education that offer tremendous benefits. 
So this is just a personal choice and something that, you, that all students should be thinking about. So the third question is, is the college focused on students? And this is another question where students I ask this of sometimes scratch their head and look at me and say, well, of course, aren't all colleges focused on students? And the real question I'm trying to ask is to the student and to the family, how important is a deep focus on individual students to you in your education? So let's back up and talk about why that differs at various colleges. In general, universities and colleges in the United States are based on a foundation of three pillars, right? They provide education, that might seem obvious. They conduct research and they serve. And that looks like a lot of different things to different universities, large and small. But those are the pillars that they stand on. The degree to which they divide up their energy, the resources, the emphasis between these three pillars varies depending on the university. Often it's between a large university and a small university, or a university that is a, has a strong pre-professional emphasis versus just a liberal arts university. So I think it's fair to say that smaller liberal arts style universities, they put more emphasis on individual undergraduate education, whereas a large research university puts a lot more emphasis on the research activity that faculty conduct. Now, both are really excellent ways to get a great college education. Some students will benefit more from a place that pays more attention to them in the classroom. Classrooms are smaller. There's more opportunity to get to know your faculty, to ask questions, to have classrooms that are discussion-based as opposed to large lecture halls. And that might suggest you look at a small liberal arts college. But some students really benefit from large universities where the faculty that they're learning from are the foremost experts in their field and are conducting cutting edge research, contributing to the advancement of that field. And there's real documented evidence that being educated in that environment can provide for a remarkable education. So this is really a choice, but it's an important one to think about. And the final question is, in some ways also simple, but it's probably the most complicated. And the question is, can you afford it, right? Now, that's a different question from, is college worth it? Is it worth the cost of attendance? That's a longer conversation and um, stay tuned for a future episode where I'm gonna discuss that. But trying to determine if you can afford that particular college price tag um, requires some research. It requires sometimes some asking of questions. It requires filling out financial aid forms. And yet it is something that has to be considered because college costs vary. And uh, I do think that there sometimes is a, 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 uh, a frustration that students and families have where they feel as though they want to go to a particular university, but the price tag is really out of their range. And that's okay to look deeply at the cost of college and to take into account your budget and your family's capacity and ability to pay for college because there's so many different choices. There's not just one way to get a great college education. So... I hope you've enjoyed this brief overview of what I consider to be the four most important questions to ask when thinking about where to apply to college. Thanks.